always wanted to do one of these type of shit. Uh-huh. I had a yellow girl, call her Dandelion She be penniless, so no penny line She from Campbellton, off the county line Steady hands, never let the count the bands though She fucked me, try and pluck a couple bucks like a banjo Had a girl who was an artist, she could draw her name Tracy She always out the line, making Mona Lisa faces And we argue all the time, but we fuck like we crazy She said her favorite thing is face painting I used to have this white Good morning, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of Two Cents for Conversation. I'm your host, Vijay. And today's DJ spin was Ladies, Ladies, Ladies. Um, from the Dreamville record, uh, Dreamville record featuring J.I.D. and T.I. Um, I actually had a better idea for the song for today's topic, but I couldn't find it. Um... So don't sue me for the rights to that song. Uh, I do not own the song. Don't sue me because I don't have shit. I know I said that kind of backwards than what I'm usually saying. But anyways, welcome, welcome. Uh, if you're new here, thanks for tuning in. If you're returning for some conversation, I appreciate it. And, you know, it's all conversation. We just sharing independent thoughts. No shade. Nothing personal should be taken. Um, I'm not a hundred percent right on everything, but I'm also not a hundred percent wrong on everything. And that's just the Virgo and me saying that shit. So let's jump into it. Um, so a little thing I want to talk about today, cause I've been seeing a little bit of hustle and bustle on the internet about it. Uh, rapper Sweetie was talking about pretty girl privilege and y'all know me i be getting triggered um not a real trigger though i'm not sitting here about to get all in my feelings about it but i it it started it made me think about some things and it kind of gave me a little eye twitch when she was talking about it so in case you've never heard the term before pretty girl privilege um has been a recent definition you know by a lot of youtube feminists in particular black youtube feminists um that's what i call them just black youtube influencers and content creators i follow that discuss uh black issues for women and uh i guess for those of y'all who believe in different gender politics people that identify as women and females. Um, and I say that cause all of them cover all those topics and they're all, they're really good, uh, content creators. All of them have really good different points. I don't agree with ever, all of them. I agree with some, I don't agree with everything they say, but I agree with most of what they all say. And, um, you know, I call it there's somebody for everybody. If you're dark skin, light skin, political, more into social conversations, colorist conversations, um, feminist conversations, all of them. I mainly listen to uh, Real Talk with Yanni, Poor Harriet, aka Kim Foster, Julesy. And sometimes Chrissy's, it'd it be getting a little, he, she, what do you call it? I like to call it, um, 
how should I say? Because it gets tongue tied a little bit. She woman man hater, like how the little rascals be saying he man woman hater. I call it she woman man hater. Um, it can get a little men bashy. So if you're a man trying to get insight on how black women feel and think within society, um, be careful. It can be a trigger warning, but unfortunately a lot of the bash with the bashing there is truth and reason to it just like when men bash women there's some truth and reason to it it's it's tit for tat and i'll talk about that on a different episode i and i've been and i always talk about it but i really want to get in depth and i've tried to record an episode about battle of the sexes before but it just it never works out so i gotta really take the time and really do it but anyways as i digress so the definition of pretty girl privilege is has been defined that um, when a woman in society benefits one way or another from her looks. Most of the time it is correlated with being light-skinned as well. So it is an olive branch of colorism and or a seedling of colorism to a degree but it can also it is some and most of the time to me anyway it doesn't really matter what the skin tone of the woman or the person is because actually this can this can affect men as well i'm not sure what the male community would call the equivalent of pretty girl privilege but i i can believe that men also go through it too in terms of their definitions with alpha men and beta men and so on and so forth i'm not i don't tune into it i'm not a man and i'm working on my feminism in particular not to be that girl but i have a man so i don't need to wonder how men think as much anymore as per se the single woman who probably wants more insight of a man while she's dating and she can navigate them a little better i've did it too i'm not shading it i'm just saying as a woman in a relationship my my navigation is a little different nowadays so i haven't been tuning in to much of the male channels um that's why i tune into mostly female content creators and feminine feminist and pro-feminine and black femininity uh content because i'm trying to navigate that more as a woman in a relationship striving for marriage hopefully hint hint and a mother now so that's that's why i got i feel a little differently but anyways um so yeah a person that benefits from being attractive uh conventionally attractive at that not no beauty in the eye of the beholder type of shit just conventionally by normal society most of the time white society standards as beautiful um so Swady, a rapper she commented that she didn't always she doesn't she she spent a fair amount of time not benefiting from pretty girl privilege because she's and i'm paraphrasing that you know with pretty girl privilege she gets rumors of she got while growing up she there was she had rumors about her a lot um people were automatically mean to her out of quote-unquote jealousy or being you know being jealous 
um, rumors were started about her, dating rumors, all this other stuff, right? And I'm not going to say other stuff. That's a little dismissive. But, you know, the challenges of being, quote unquote, the challenges of being conventionally attractive and what comes with that territory. So I can understand that, not from personal experience, because I've been more on the frumpy side of growing up. So I have a totally different experience. But I have had friends that are conventionally attractive or popular and I can see that a little bit as a friendly person I've also been the person that does those things to said person with pretty girl privilege um nothing extreme nothing super super crazy but just doing young and dumb stuff and I apologize for that um I'm not gonna name the situation because I'm very embarrassed about it but I was figuring shit out as a kid, okay? But it was nothing super crazy. Um, but, you know, having popular friends, I, you know, there were rumors made fun of them, made rumors about them. Um, locker room talk, for women, for my homegirls in particular, locker room talk, the men, you know, taking advantage of her. Nothing extreme, just... You know, not to be shady or not to dismiss her attractiveness, but, you know, gassing her up to get more of what they want. Um, You know, because she also had popular sisters, um, you know, that always worked in her favor, too. So, you know... The popularity came from that and, you know, men knowing that and everything like that. So I've seen it. I've seen what Sweetie, Sweetie is talking about. And I I get it a little bit from the outside of looking in or having a popular pretty friends. Um, but to me, honestly, as somebody who did not benefit from pretty girl privilege... Sis, that's a small problem to have, (laughs) like, seriously. Like, I'll bet being somebody that benefits more from their personality, per se, that has its own benefits. You know, I do have a more genuine navigation of men um, without motive. So there is some benefit of being attractive personality wise and you know you do get to see men in a more genuine light and expect more out of know what to expect out of them so it's like you know I could be like that nigga cap or that nigga full of bullshit and that was that definitely saved me a lot of trouble and a lot of body count let me tell you um but I would definitely still fucking take being conventionally attractive for 800 Alex. Like, the fuck you talking about? Like, I could definitely do way more with my life if I was conventionally more attractive. Fuck my personality, Heike. Like, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm saying that in the most, like, in, in the most loving sense. Like, fuck my personality. I want to be pretty. Like, <laughs> shit. 
Like, you know how much work it is developing your personality and actually developing game? Like, fuck that shit. Like, you know how many times I've clammed up at a nigga because I knew I was not my best presentation? Now, I definitely glowed up. Don't get me wrong. I can clean up. Do not get me wrong. Do not get it twisted. I can clean up and my I need to get back working out after I'm done breastfeeding. Um... And I get my little body back in shape a little bit. It was never really in shape. But I'm going a, I'm to a really work on it and get this baby fat off. And, but, you know, I got to have a little bit of fluff for my baby still. Because, you know, they like to cuddle. So you got to be fluffy for a little bit. You can't just go back to being ripped and dipped. Even though I would, you know, who doesn't want to look like Tiana Taylor? Shit. Anyways, um, I say um a lot. I'm trying to stop that. But I would definitely take being, like, I would definitely trade my personality to look like Sweetie. No, no questions asked whatsoever. Before having my son, if a genie came up to me and was like, look, you, I can make you pretty like Sweetie, but you have to give me the attributes that make you funny. Like, for example, that's, I think that's my breadwinner being somewhat funny. Um, in a heartbeat, without questions asked, take my funny and give me looks like Sweetie. If I look like, I want to look like Sweetie. Like, I don't care. Just give it to me. Like, fuck this shit. I don't need to make a nigga laugh if I'm pretty to look at. Like, I, I can have other features or I can redevelop them. But I want to look pretty. Because you get so much more. You get away with so much more too. Like, like another pretty girl privilege per se. Another attribute of pretty girl privilege is people let you get away with so much more shit. Like, if you're pretty, you can say so much more. And I know that's super stereotypical to say or to analyze, but I've fucking seen it. Like pretty girls or popular people get away saying the most dumbest shit. And I fucking say that with love. I really do. But like some of my popular friends have said the most dumbest shit or have done the most dumbest shit and shit that should be common sense. And it's kind of like, people let them just walk away with that shit and get over it. But if I have done it, being a person on the more average side or the more average popularity, oh, people would be roasting me and ripping me and dipping me till the end of tomorrow and do not forget it. Now, part of that may be my little bit of self-consciousness and anxiety, but... And a little bit of middle school trauma to pepper in there. But I definitely do not take my chances on saying dumb shit or shit that is widely out of the range of ordinary amongst outsiders, not close friends. Because I know, like, I there is way more of a chance of people talking shit about me or being like, what the fuck? Instead of laughing it off and still enjoying my fucking presence, like... A prettier girl or a more popular girl like that shit that and that's the part where I'm kind of where it's kind of like it makes me fucking squint my eyes at sweetie like shut the fuck up like pretty people get pretty girl pretty women get away with so much shit like you miss me with all the oh 
there's rumors talked about me. Fuck that shit, okay? At the end of the day, nobody can prove if you suck dick or not. But, for some reason, people don't forget dumb shit you say if you are not on the attractive side. Like, because then it's like, you're dumb and it's unattractive? Pick a struggle. Like, <laughs> dead ass. Like, pick, people will look at you like, pick a struggle. You can't say dumb shit and be unattractive. So you, and that's what I'm saying, like, you have, like, I would definitely take, having looks over having to compensate for looks because it's so much more fucking harder but I know putting a lot into your looks is hard to like you know I couldn't fathom the recovery for cosmetic surgery or you know taking makeup on you and the beauty treatments I could probably be so much better looking if I put in the work but I don't so to to that fair point it's me being somewhat unattractive and not putting in the work for it. But I do know motherfuckers that can wake up and motherfuckers that wake up and have like flawless skin. And it just irks me. It doesn't irk me, but it's just kind of like, oh, why? Like, like, for example, not even a woman, but a man. And I know biologically they're different, but how does my man have clearer skin? Like my man has perfect skin. Like he has perfect skin. And it's just like, why? Like, I want a clear face like that. Like, his sister has perfect skin. Like, I want a clear face like that. Like, his sister's like almost 40 and she looks 22. So it's just like, why? Like, I want clear skin. Like, I would give my left pinky for clear skin. Like, seriously. So it's just kind of like... Yeah, like, I would definitely give up my thumb to be conventionally attractive. Like, fuck that shit. Like, in the face, at least. Like, I know giving up my thumb kind of takes that away. But I'd rather not have a... I'd rather have a face like Sweetie and not have a thumb than being what I look like now, high key. Like... I, I really do feel like I'm all personality. So it's just kind of like, sweetie, <laughs> uh, stop talking about pretty girl privilege. Now, to get it on a deeper note, what I found kind of interesting to talk about, a little less personal, was the the branch of colorism to it. Because... Um, I saw in the comment section of one of the YouTubers I listened to, somebody busted her chop about being light-skinned and talking about colorism and pretty girl privilege and things like that. And I find that I hate, I, I really do hate when in particular black women get like that, talking about, oh, because a person is light-skinned, they can't talk about colorism or... If they're attractive, they can't talk about pretty girl privilege. Now, mind you, I'm not saying Sweetie can't talk about pretty girl privilege. I'm just analyzing and having the conversation of what the priorities are and what the wishes are. Okay? That and the real the realisticness of the sense. 
by all means, she can talk about pretty girl privilege all she fucking wants to. I'm actually glad that she at least is having the conversation and being open and honest about it, regardless of what the criticism might be like from somebody like myself. But I definitely have, I'm definitely having this conversation out of a loving and light place. So I'm not busting sweetie's chops like, you light skinned and you pretty, you can't talk shit about pretty girl privilege or what you wish you wouldn't have. She has every right to feel like, hey, you know, <laughs> not, you know, being good looking is hard. Like, I guess she has, you know, she has the right to feel like that. I'm not busting her chops for that. I'm just saying, sis, think about what you're really, what you're really reflecting on and read the room because you're like an 11 and then and and i'll get to the point later you're an 11 but you're still having fights with your million dollar man in elevators and shit and it's always elevators for some shit i've talked about this on my last podcast about quavo snatching that birkin back um ooh, alliteration um you know you'd be a 12 out of one to 10 and you were 12 and you still getting swung around the room like an elementary schooler on a playground with a boy that doesn't like you. Like, so, so you, she does have the right to talk about her experiences. You know, Beyonce still, you know, the famous quote, Beyonce still got cheated on, you know, Meg still got shot. Um, Nikki is with an ain't shit ass nigga. Like being pretty, I mean, there's only so much that goes with it unless you're the actual person. You know, you're you're developed as a person in your personality, I guess, in a basic sense. So, you know, you. I'm not saying Sweetie does not have the right to speak on it. I'm just analyze. I'm just having the conversation of from the average person perspective, like. Girl, you're gorgeous. Shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> and I, and, but I mean that in a nice way. Like, stop. Like, you, you, you don't want to look like me for the sake of not having room. Because if you're ugly, you still get rumors about you. They're just not as flattering, and they're just not as like, um, sexual, I guess, or, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Shit. But anyways, so back to the colorism conversation. Now, you know, I've seen the comments on the YouTuber because she's particularly light skinned. And the person was like, you ain't got much to say about colorism because you benefit from it. I don't, I hate that. I hate when that comes from black women or black people in particular with or people and you know in a very general sense dismissing somebody speaking on on a topic because they're probably on the other side of the conversation and i've been that person that goes shut the fuck up you don't know what it feels like so i'm very i'm i'm coming from a humble standpoint on this but i i've been working on trying not to be like that because you especially and and when it comes and especially with black people, 
it's kind of like the whole you can't speak on it because you're light-skinned is dumb as hell because even light-skinned people have at most of the time have one dark-skinned parent so saying they can't say nothing on colorism is kind of ridiculous because black people literally we come in so many different shades mixed or not not even mixed so we're not even going to talk about mixed black people but full black people like two black parents everybody comes in a different shade so you can't really say especially when it comes to the conversation of skin tones and skin colors it's like you can be a whole ass light bright like look at you know uh drake's not a good example because he's mixed but um let's see who's a good example j cole's mixed i think I don't know who has two black parents. Well, I like to throw out this conversation. I like to throw out this example a lot. Kevin Gates and his wife, Drake Gates. They're both fairly light-skinned, light brown complexion. Their daughter is whole-ass chocolate. So, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can have two parents of the same color even. And as a chi- as a black child... You could pull something way back from the genetics, okay? You do not know. So, colorism is like Drika, for example, Drika Gates is light skinned. Would she not be allowed to speak on colorism because she's light skinned, even though colorism is a conversation that would directly impact her daughter because her daughter is like dark chocolate? So, you know, same thing with Cardi B one day. And, she, and I know she's mixed, but we can talk about, like, um, you know, no, that's not a good example either. Cardi B's, like, mixed and ambiguous. But anyways, y'all get my drift. Black people come in different shades and colors. So we can't really gatekeep on who can talk about colorism or not because, oh, you know, let's use me for an example. My mother's a whole ass light bright, okay? She's light skinned with a right weave, Puerto Rican, Hispanic passing. Unless you're really looking at her features. But, and my dad is fairly dark skinned, dark brown. I'm whole ass brown. My mother has the, my mother would, should have the permission to speak on colorism because. Her immediate family, her daughter, is darker. And it colorism would impact me. And my mother would still be affected from that. She would still be affected, colorism impacting her husband, my father. Um, you know, colorism impacts light-skinned people just as much as it impacts dark-skinned people, just in a different way. I will say that the differences of... The impact differences are completely different. So it's kind of like we can't really gatekeep on who can speak on it because it's going to hit somebody one way or another. And that's what I'm saying. Now, as a term, uh, and then also with the correlation of pretty girl privilege, and this goes back to my point of saying women, pretty women can get away with way more 
it's not exclusively to light-skinned women either. Yes, it definitely, especially in this European indoctrinated society where white is right. Um, yeah, the fairer you are, the more pretty you're going to be perceived. That's just the white supremacist society that we're in. Um, but ignoring that, in a general sense of attractiveness, you're get, you're still getting away with way more. Like, we can look at Meg Thee Stallion, for example. Total 15, right? Out of 10. 15 out of 10 as far as looks. Fuck the niggas who say she look like a man or bitches that want to make fun of her for thinking she's a man or make the jokes that she's a man because her name is Stallion or whatever. Fuck them. They can kiss an ass and eat a bag of dog dicks. Meg the Stallion looks like a bona fide 15 out of a 10 for a woman. She's fucking goals. I wish I was taller like her and looked like her. Fuck the bullshit. If you think she's a man, you're if if you think Meg the Stallion if you're a man and you think Meg the Stallion's a man, you're probably fucking gay and you're probably fucking a a trans woman. Because if you can't determine what the fuck a real woman looks like from a man, you're probably going to get tricked one day. And I hope you do. And I hope you fucking kill yourself over it. Because you're just hating for no fucking reason. And part of the whole defeminizing black women thing. You probably hate black women, in my opinion, if you want to call. Because I'm, and you know what? And I'm, you may think I'm being extreme, but I'm... But I will say that as far as the internet trends and black feminist trends, I am really tired of niggas trying to make women men that are clearly not fucking men. And, you know, pardon my political incorrectness to if you're trans and you're listening to this, that is a whole different thing I'm speaking on. But... A real biological female, if you're a man and you're calling a real biological female a man just because you're, you want to be funny or you're hating, you probably really don't know what a, you probably can't tell the difference between a trans woman and an actual woman and you're probably going to get fucking tricked one day. And I mean that in the most respectful way to trans people. Because there are trans women that just fucking pull it off and goddamn. But I know niggas don't like to be quote unquote tricked. So I'm speaking to that. You're probably going to get tricked. Because if you can't tell the difference, then I don't know what the fuck to tell you. And they did that shit with Sierra back in the day. Low key slowed down her career because of that bullshit. Talking about, oh, Bow Wow Gay, because Sierra, man, Sierra, man, Sierra, man. I don't even know where that fucking shit came from. But after she did that nude-ass spread, and I, what was it? It was, was it Source? I, it may have been Source. I don't remember. And she posed nude. Oh, that whole conversation changed. And I don't even, and it's like, where did you even pull that from that she was a fucking man? Like, and it really, and it's really sad because I think Sierra is definitely or was one of the less well, I'm not gonna say that because she came out with goodies but actually it would be an awesome conversation and we might talk about it another day 
she's probably one of the less sexualized R&B artists, young R&B artists of our generation, even with the song called Goodies, because one, she's talking about not giving her goodies away, and two, being young and not having, and, and her dance moves weren't as sexual. So she had to really, probably before she wanted to, step out into sexuality just to prove this dumbass rumor that she wasn't a fucking man and for what and the thing and i think what it pisses me off along with a lot of other black feminists is that it literally comes from nothing but black hatred towards black women and trying to make black women more masculine and filling man roles and and then they got the nerve to complain that black women are too independent or too high strung even though you're calling us a fucking man or telling us that we're too fucking masculine calling us masculine and shit but then don't want to let us be feminine so i totally understand that and have a problem with that as well and agree with black feminists on that shit and then to disprove it, you have to, we have to really step out into hypersexuality before we probably even want to in order to prove it. And it's kind of like Meg is already in a super hypersexualized point stance. Um, and she probably doesn't even have to be because she's dope as an MC herself by by herself without sexuality. She's a dope MC. But she has to sell sex because unless we're literally acting like whole ass strippers, you're questioning our femininity. And it's like, I'm, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So anyways, as I digress, um, you know, so back to anyways, really back into a little lighter note. Back to pretty girl privilege and what you can get away with. It doesn't it doesn't always be affected by colorism because Meg Thee Stallion is a bona fide 15. I promise you, she can say she's saying half of the shit she's saying because she's a bona fide 15. You can't be a five. I mean, you could if you got the game for it. You can't really be a five or lower talking about your pussy the way Meg Thee Stallion talks about her pussy and talks about doing men the way she does if you're like a five or lower. And I mean that in a respectful way. Ah, I, I feel like I went from a six to like a seven and a half with my glow up. So there's that. Eight if I clean up. So throughout that time, you know, but so I'll say this. I knew who I can talk about my pussy to. Like the way Meg the Stallion does. And I knew who I couldn't. And I also can admit that it was definitely a compensation for self-consciousness when I was talking reckless like Meg the Stallion does when I was her age. So that's what I'm saying is you're talking so reckless about niggas because you can get away with it. Um, I promise you, if you're a five talking about sitting on niggas' faces and taking niggas' wallet and see that, and that's another thing 
there's only certain shit I can get away with talking reckless about. Now, I also, and then you can also talk reckless when you're actually doing the reckless ass shit. Now, and I'll bet I had to be careful of who I was talking reckless to, but I was talking reckless to some niggas. So I could get away with telling, saying like, I talk reckless to niggas. But at the same time, uh, you know, it wasn't, it, it, it's definitely something I have to use with discernment. Like you can't, you're not, you're not being reckless with niggas if you're not, if, if you know that you're not, they don't find you attractive is what I'm saying. Like, you know, um, like it's a weird, now that I'm thinking about it, it's a weird, uh, comparison and I'm always comparing her or you know what and I think that's what the difference is between more modest female rappers as well not to say they're not attractive because Kamaya is gorgeous um and Missy Elliott was gorgeous now that I'm thinking about the lyrics and the content but Kamaya Missy Elliott they're not female rappers that necessarily talk about scamming niggas or taking niggas money or dogging niggas out. They do talk about sex and everything, but they talk about it in a very um, fair and respectful way in the sense of like, you know, like, give me your number so I can phone you. Like, you know, not necessarily... Choose me or your bitch. I'm walking away with your man, ho. Like, I haven't heard any lyrics of them come off like that. And it's because they have a way different appeal than Meg Thee Stallion. So it's like... And and that's another kind of small bone I have to pick with Meg Thee Stallion. It's kind of like... Don't talk about your sexual liberation and like it's the utmost part. It's a part of feminism, no doubt, but you got to be careful with coining that because number one, your sexual liberation looks like a lot of male fantasy. Number two, your sexual liberation is definitely contingent on how you look. Niggas are letting you... For the most part, 70% to 30% who like call her a man and talk about her explicitness. And I'm not talking about them, but 70% of men would, would take make the stallion of given the opportunity. Those 70% of men are letting you talk reckless because you're a bona fide 15. If you're, if you were sitting here looking like young and May, niggas would be like, shut the fuck up in a heartbeat. Same thing with Cardi B, like... Talking about scamming niggas and all this other shit. Taking niggas money because she got the ass and the titties and she got her teeth fixed. Same thing with city girls. Women of a darker complexion. Same thing. Because they're 10s, 11s, 12, 11. Depending on how you feel. Um... Can talk about that shit because they look good. 
So let's not say, let's not paint this whole, oh, it's feminism, it's female liberation, it's sexual liberation for women, yada, yada, yada. Nah, you're getting away with that because number one, your liberation looks like male fantasy. So it's, and it's only a, it's not a problem with the way it looks. It's a problem of the, who's controlling this, the image is what people have the problem with. Because cause all this explicit, this, this modesty shit is bullshit because of who's controlling the imagery. Now, now, I will say that's the feminist part that I can't agree with that. Because it's females controlling the imagery, motherfuckers have a problem with it. But the fact that we're programmed to find this shit attractive is definitely because of men. Like when I saw a clip of Snoop Dogg talking about the WAP video and talking about how they should be modest and leave shit to the imagination. It was like, nigga, shut the fuck up. You used to walk bitches on laces on the red carpet and you want to talk about Im imagination and modesty. You was a whole ass pimp back in the day and you want to talk about females leaving it to imagination and modesty. No, you're talking about that shit like that because you're not the one controlling the leash of this shit. Okay, that's the fucking difference. And I can at least give credit to the young niggas in the game because they're not talking shit about it like these old heads like Snoop Dogg. Um... Because that's the whole ass difference. Because they, at least they can admit like, hey, I don't give a fuck. Ass shaking is ass shaking. Whoever's in control of it. But because Snoop Dogg ain't the one walking Meg or Cardi on a leash, it's a fucking problem. Fuck that. Like, no, 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 no. No. Miss me with all that. Um, But the imagery saying, promoting the imagery, selling the imagery is part of for the example of what men like Snoop Dogg have imprinted on us as a society I don't find whole ass strip clubs attractive I mean I can appreciate the sexuality of a strip club and the fun of the sexuality of a strip club but personally as far as what gets my panties wet no, like, what do I get turned on from ass shaking from? Like, I can't do nothing with a fat ass except smack it. And that's not fun to me. Like, it's fun in the moment as atmosphere and being funny. But unlike a man who probably finds way more sensational sensation from an ass jiggling, I don't. So, like, for example, Meg Thee Stallion's movies music video... I like the song. I didn't like the video because what is that? I mean, yes, there are attractive women in the video, but I'm not attracted to that. And a good handful of women aren't. Women be capping and saying, oh, that shit is sexy. But are they really going? If that was the case, all the women commenting on that video would be lesbian and they're not. They're probably, half of them are probably straight like me. They're just saying it's sexy for the sake of sexual liberation. But it's like, that's, that, that's for men. Like strip clubs were originally for men anyway. So that's what I'm saying is like, 
you're getting away with that because you're catering to the pretty girl privilege. You're benef- you do profit from it. You're benefiting from it. You you get your accolades from it. You get your attention from it. So it's not feminism. It's pretty girl privilege. And if you didn't look that way, you definitely wouldn't be profiting from it like that. I can't sit here and make a video like movies because what the fuck am I going to get from it? I mean, I might get a whole like, oh, damn, VJ Wild, but I ain't about to sit here and blow the fuck up like Meg Thee Stallion. Because why? Because I don't look like Meg Thee Stallion. So let's just be careful about who we think is benefiting from pretty girl privilege, who we saying what we benefit from and all that shit so you know just some food for thought um i'll probably do a spare change episode with battle of the sexes because there's a lot of bones i've been wanting to pick with this whole i call it battle of the sexes because i feel like between men and women There's a lot of the same thing being said, but it's just coming from different people. And that's what the problem is, men and women, black women and black men in particular. So I'm going to make an episode about that pretty soon. But until then, um, take care, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another and enjoy your summer. Pacific Northwest, I know y'all fucking cooking up there. Um, Good luck. That's how shit be feeling down this way sometimes. Um, Drink lots of water if you're in the Pacific Northwest. Because there's like huge, massive heat wave right now. Like, it's like over 110 degrees in fucking Oregon. And apparently it's never been that hot before. So definitely start recycling. And let's start, let's stop, um pollution and take care. Bye.